0: Good afternoon. This is Pamela, and you're listening to Watchmen on the Pod. We're going to continue in our book reading today, Billy Graham and His Friends, written by Dr. Kathy Burns. This is part three of chapter three. God is dead. Dorothy Sowell was another professor at UTS from 1975 to 1987. She claims, quote, God is known variously as Allah, Great Mother, Eternal, Nirvana, and the Unsearchable. She defends Marxism and rejects the biblical view of property. She calls for the redistribution of wealth. According to Sowell, man is as much of a creator as her God, small g. Man is a co-creator. She rejects God's standards of morality and promotes homosexuality. Soell goes so far as to call Karl Marx a church father. She is known for her statement that God is dead, red, and a woman. That the World Council of Churches had her for one of their speakers in 1983. Explaining her God is dead position, she writes, So I proceeded to write a book titled A Chapter of Theology After the Death of God, because I genuinely felt that this heavenly being did not exist anymore, and that we had to take seriously the trend of philosophy, and that had abolished this being and regarded him as dead. I then developed a radically... Christocentric theological position following Dietrich Bonhoeffer's lead, and beginning with the powerless Christ who died on the cross, who had no legions behind him, no power that could rescue him or free him. In this theology, God himself, a God who, who did that. a God who acts and speaks is inaccessible to us. The only guide we have is a non-authoritarian, powerless Christ who has nothing but love, who exerts no power, who has no armies to call on, shouts no one down, as God did Job out of the whirlwind, who has nothing with which to save us but his love. We are not his because he sired us, created us, made us. We are his because love is his powerless weapon. Power is stronger than death." End quote. With professors like this no wonder our ministers in the pulpit are so powerless and wishy-washy. No wonder they cannot preach about the power of Christ to save a lost sinner from sin, cleanse him and make him into a new creature in Christ Jesus. See Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. Phyllis Tribal is a professor of sacred literature at Union Theolo- Theological Seminary. In her book God and the Rhetoric of Sexuality, she writes, Personal growth for either wife or husband may well require intimate friendships, besides that with the partner. Intercourse cannot arbitrarily be excluded. In other words, she is encouraging extramarital affairs. Beverly Wildung Harrison, professor of Christian social ethics at Union Theological Seminary, has cried the demise of socialism and the spread of free market economics. Capitalism destroys religion, she declared. It eats everything in our culture that does not bow to the bottom line, quote At a real imagine- imagining conference, she accredited capitalism with enslaving people and destroying communities, unquote. A workshop Harrison led for Kirkbridge, a New Age organization, from March 31st to April 4th, 1986, focused on morality for married and unmarried people, celibacy, homosexuality, abortion, and reproductive control, the integration of sexuality and spirituality within the context of biblical, psychological, sociological, and political perspective. Unquote. Oh, by the way, the title of a book she wrote is Our Right to Choose Towards a New Ethic of Abortion. Same Sex Unions. Just recently, Harrison signed the Religious Declaration on Sexual Morality, Justice, and Healing. This statement, released on January 18, 2000, supports homosexual marriage and abortion and opposes unsustainable population growth. It calls for the full inclusion of women and sexual minorities in congregational life, including their ordination and the blessing of same-sex unions, and a faith-based commitment to sexual and reproductive rights, including access to voluntarily, voluntary contraception, abortion, HIV, STD prevention, and treatment, among other issues. Other signers of this document are... Hale Hale No Anne Hale Johnson, doctor George M. Lannis, Randall Stiers, Kathleen Vaki, Barbara K. Lungblad, doctor Emily M. Towns, Joseph Hugh, all from Union Theological Seminary. In fact, Hugh is the president of UTS. Another professor at Union Theological Seminary is Dolores Williams she declares quote i don't think we need a theory of atonement at all i think jesus came for life and to show us something about life i don't think we need folks hanging on crosses and blood dripping and weird stuff unquote. at the 1993 real managing conference to be covered shortly sponsored by the world council of churches she stated quote jesus in reality was not god jesus was human like us and also like us was infused with God, with sacred spirit, and in that sense was divine, and he had a clue. Unquote. At the 1998 Imaging Conference, she described the emerging community as a context of the sacred, where no sexuality is unclean. In the heart and soul of the deities, we are all loved, and it doesn't matter who we're sleeping with. Unquote, "she declared on June 27, 2000, as the leader of the Reimaging God movement, Williams said, that the Bible is not reliable and that the stories of today's women need to be added to the canon." Unquote. In 1993, Reimaging Conference was a gathering for over 2,000 women from so-called mainline churches in 49 states and 27 countries who came together in Minneapolis to reimage or imagine God themselves, their sexuality, and the world. Funded in part by their Presbyterian, Methodist, Baptist, and Lutheran denominations, the four-day gathering sent shockwaves through church. Seated in intimate Native American talking circles around the tables, Assembly, imagine the faces of their God. What does your God sound like, taste like look like? They asked each other while well, the sounds of a water drum thrummed in the air. Tell each other, reimagine your God. Name, tell, imagine, unquote. Conference participants worship the divine in each other by marking red dots on their foreheads to signify their divinity and then bowing to each other in an act of reverence. These women also chanted, "Sophia, Creator God, let your milk and honey flow. Shower us with your love. We celebrate sensual life you give us. Celebrate. We celebrate our bodliness, sensations of pleasure, our oneness with earth and water." During the conference, a group of, of roughly 100 lesbian, bisexual, and transsexual women gathered on the platform and were giving a standing ovation by many in the crowd. They were celebrating the miracle of being lesbian quote, and Christian. Unquote. Quote, Lesbian theme was heard repeatedly from major speakers in a workshop called Prophetic Voices of the Lesbians in the Church. Nadine Bishop, the first quote, lesbian minister, called an American Baptist church claimed that Mary and Martha in the Bible were lesbian four sisters. She said they were not sisters, but lesbian lovers. Danny Spare, a self avowed lesbian clergy woman in the Presbyterian Church, USA, claimed that her theology is first of all informed by making love with Connie, her lesbian partner. Judy Westerdorf, a United Methodist clergywoman from Mississippi, Minnesota, told the workshop that the church has always been blessed by gays and lesbians, witches and shamans. In a seminar on reimagining reimagining re-im- sexuality, family lesbian theologian said, "Imagine sex among friends as the norm." Quote. Tung Hun. The person who seemed to draw the most attention was a Korean woman by the name of Chung Hong Kong, who was a graduate of the Union Theological Seminary. Chung was a professor at Korea's Ua Women's University, world's largest university for women with 20,000 students, and is a feminist and liberation theologian. She said, quote, three goddesses I want to share with you are Ali, Hindu, Juanin, Buddhist, and Inna, Philippines, my new Trinity. She added the Christian Church has been very patriarchal. That's why we are here together in order to destroy this patriarchal idolatry of Christianity. <clears throat> Since she would like to see that patriarchal idolatry of Christianity destroyed, it's no wonder she could speak fondly of communism. In Inheriting Our Mother's Garden, feminist theology in third world perspective, she reveals, quote, a Marxist view of Jesus gives the Gospels afresh, both to Christians and to atheists, and so provides each group with new insights of itself and the other. Such readings contribute responsibly and beneficially to global issues. Unquote. Elsewhere, Kung explains quote, I came from a shamanist, Buddhist, and Confucian, and Taoist, and Christian tradition. When I look at our history of religion, we have more than 5,000 years of shamanism, more than 2,000 years of Taoism, and almost 2,000 years of Buddhism, and seven 100 years of Confucianism, and only 100 years of Protestantism in Korea. Therefore, whenever I go to temples and look at Buddha, I feel so young. Buddha died in his 80s, and Jesus Jesus died when he was 33. Maybe Jesus should be called too young to understand. Quote, I feel like my bowel is shamanism. My heart is Buddhist. My brain is Confucianist, and my left brain is Christian. Kung continued, I call it a family of gods, and they are together. Kung also said, quote, We believe that this life-giving energy came from God, small g, and it is everywhere. It is in the sun, the ocean, it is from the ground, and it is from the trees. If you feel very tired and you feel you don't have any energy to give, what you do is sit in silence. Maybe you go to a big tree and ask, give me some of your life energy, or you ask the sun to give you some life energy, unquote. Spirits of the Dead Summoned One author adds, quote, who is in great demand as a speaker, gave a plenary address at the 7th World Council of Churches, WCC, International Conference in Australia in 1992. One trembles even to quote her diatribe against God the Father and the Holy Spirit, her wicked perversion of Christianity. Yet the WCC delegates gave Zhang a standing ovation, Ecumenical Press Service reported. quote, Combining verbal fireworks with a performance by Korean and Aboriginal dancers, Chung rendered a dramatic evocation of a female Holy Spirit, which she linked to that Hagar, exploited and abandoned by Abraham and Sarah. Chung then burned bits of paper bearing the names of other exploited spirits, which she said were full of Han, Korean word for anger. Chung said, I also know that I am no longer believe in an omnipotent macro warrior God who rescues all good guys and punishes all bad guys. Eighteen times, Chung summoned the spirits of the dead who have surfaced, who has suffered injustices and claimed that without hearing the cries of these spirits, we cannot hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Don't bother the spirit by calling her all the time, added Chung. I hope the presence of all our ancestor spirits here with us shall not make you uncomfortable, As mentioned earlier, Kung was a graduate of Union Theological Seminary, UTS. Was the seminary embarrassed by her remarks? Of course not. They responded to her heresies and blasphemy by accepting her as a faculty member of the school. She is now a professor at UTS. She, too, has signed the Religious Declaration of Sexual Morality, Justice, and Healing. Kung was also a speaker at the World Council of Churches in Harare, Zimbabwe, in November 1998. Where she performed a sensual dance. Quote In a private conversation after her performance, Dr. Kung declared that to witness about Jesus Christ to another person is in reality an violent. When reminded that Jesus said in John 14, 6, that he is the only way. Hung said Jesus was mistaken, unquote. Two more members of the Communist Party were Reverend Joseph S. Nowak, former pastor of the Portage Park Presbyterian Church, and Reverend John A. Hutchinson. They had gone to the Communist Party headquarters in 1935, right after their graduation from the Union Theological Seminary. They had been well grounded in Marxism. Norman Thomas, an American Socialist Party leader and six time candidate for the U.S. presidency, was another person who was educated at the Union Theological Seminary and ordained by UTS. After the socialist leader Eugene Debs died in 1926, Thomas was regarded as the leader of the Socialist Party in America. In a pamphlet put out by the Socialist Party, Thomas was listed as a candidate for president. This notation was added, quote, Martin Luther King called him the bravest man I ever met, unquote. As King was flying to Norway to accept the Nobel Peace Prize, he sent a tape message to Thomas which said, I can think of no man who has done more than you to inspire the vision of a free society of injustice and exploitation. Your example was ennobled and dignified the fight for freedom, and all that we hear of the great society seems only an echo of your prophetic eloquence. Thomas was the editor of The World Tomorrow, which was the publication for the Liberal Pacifist Fellowship of Reconciliation as well as the associate associate editor of The Nation, another liberal magazine. He was the co-director of the League for Industrial Democracy from 1922 to 1935. Thomas also helped to found American Civil Liberties Union in 1920. He was ordained as a Presbyterian minister in 1911, resigned in 1931. It was during this time as a minister that he joined the Socialist Party in 1918. He stated, quote, American people will never knowingly adopt socialism but under the name of liberalism, liberalism. They will adopt every fragment of the socialist program until one day America will be a socialist nation without knowing how it happened, unquote. that is happening today. Even though Thomas was a socialist, too was one of the sponsors of the Temple of Understanding, which was covered earlier. Reinhold Niebuhr, another individual at Union Theological Seminary from 1928 to 1960, was Reinhold Niebuhr. He was Professor of Applied Christianity, Dean of UTS from 1950 to 1955, and the Vice President from 1955 to 1960, Needless to say, Nibir was an active member of the Socialist Party. He wrote articles for The Nation and The World Tomorrow, which he edited. He also supported the Socialist Norman Thomas in his campaign for presidency in 1932. A letter to his girlfriend shortly before they were married shows that he was involved in a number of socialist organizations. Nibir wrote, Quote, I have been elected president of the Fellowship of Reconciliation, a job I'd really like to accept. I told them I would do so only if I could relinquish my chairmanship of the League of Industrial Democracy. I had put it up to Norman Thomas. I think the FOR would be the most ideal organization for me to keep in contact with the outside world and its problems, something as Harry Nguyen Ward does through the American Civil Liberties. Less than a month earlier, he had written to her, Tomorrow I am going to try and revamp my ethics course and then work out a socialist speech for Tuesday night when I speak at some socialist rally. After they were married, he wrote another letter stating, I may even have to cancel some of my engagements in order to go to Buffalo for the organization meeting of the State Committee, the Socialist Party. Unquote. Additionally, he was editor of Christianity and Society and Christianity in Crisis, of which he was the founder. A few years ago, I received a notice to subscribe to this magazine. They supported abortion, gay rights, feminism, etc. In the last chapter, we mentioned the Americans for Democratic Action, ADA. Niebuhr was one of the top officials in ADA. Quote, along with Hubert H. Humphrey, Mason, Jacob A. Davitz, Don Kenneth Galbraith, Herbert H. Lehman, Arthur Schlesinger Jr. Here are a few of the policies which the ADA openly and vigorously advocated in 1961. One, abolition, abolish things, abolition of the House Committee on Un-American Activities. Wow. Total disarmament under United Nations control. U.S. recognition of Red China. Admission of Communist Red China to the United Nations in place of Nationalist China. Federal aid to all public schools. Drastic overhaul of our immigration laws to permit a more liberal admission of immigrants. Urban renewal and planning for all cities. Most of these socialist policies have now been implemented in nineteen fifty one The City of Man, a declaration on world democracy was co-authored by Reynult Niebuhr and others. This book states, quote, "Universal peace can be founded only on the unity of man under one law, one government. All states deflated and disciplined must align themselves under the law of the world state, new order." When the heresy of nationalism is conquered and the absurd architecture of the present world is finally dismantled, there must be a common creed or ethnico religious purpose. Several decades ago, was Henry Van Dusen, also a former president of UTS. Remember, Van Dusen was active in Graham's New York crusade and was promoted by Graham. Fellowship of Socialist Christians published a magazine called Radical Religion under the editorship of Reinhold Niebuhr. The magazine is still published under the more ambiguous title, Christianity, and Society. The Fellowship of Socialist Christians became the Frontier Fellowship and, in 1951, Christian Action. League for Industrial Democracy. Nibir was also the treasurer of the Intercalate Socialist Society, which later changed its name to the League for Industrial Democracy, LID. In 1967, the LID published a book, American Power in the 20th Century, which called for redistribution of wealth. Another book, Why Do We Need Socialism in America, written by the LID's chairman, Michael Harrington, has pictured a Karlsmark superimposed over the United States flag on its cover. The LID is the parent organization for students for a democratic society, which is another pro-communist group. No wonder Reinhold Nebuhr, Announced, If, as Bertrand Russell prophesies, some form of oligarchy, whether capitalistic or communistic, be inevitable in a technological age, the communistic oligarchy would seem preferable in the long run to the capitalistic one. Neruer was involved in the World and Federal Council of Churches. In one letter to his girlfriend, he penned, quote, Tonight, I am trying to get some of my course material in shape because I must run from one thing to another tomorrow. Federal Council of Churches meeting, Socialist Dennis Dinner with Francis Hinson, a communist, etc., etc., unquote. Did you notice that he mentions the FCC and the Socialist meeting in the same breath? Nibur was the dominant voice behind the Federal Council of Churches Uncommissioned's report on disarmament. He was also a speaker at the World Council of Churches and was a member of the American delegation at the founding of the WCC in 1948. In a letter he wrote to his wife concerning the meetings, he added this note, quote, Last night we, we went to a nearby pub and Carl Barth, Bishop Stephen Neal, assistant to the Archbishop of Canterbury, William Visser, he Pierre Maury, and Bill Puack, and I had some beer. Unquote. Instead of spending time in prayer, here are these so-called Christian leaders drinking beer at a pub. WCC leaders no longer have to visit the barroom. The barroom bar is now brought to them. Dr. Ralph Colas, A Christian who attends WCC meetings as an observer and to warn others of its apostasy, quote, declined a special invitation from WCC leaders to all accredited press members to a press party where wine, beer, and other beverages was to be served, unquote. Don't ever try to say that the WCC was founded on Christianity, God's word. Highlander Research and Education Center. In 1932, theologian Reinhold Niebuhr wrote an initial fundraising letter for something called the Southern Mountain School, a project initiated by his former student, Miles Horton. After a few years of study at Union Theological Seminary and the University of Chicago, Horton, a native Tennessean, had become inspired to return to Tennessee and begin an expedition Experimental school specializing in education for fundamental social change. The idea developed into the Highlander Folk School, now called Highlander Research and Education Center. Unquote. Horton was the director of this center from its founding until 1973. Leftist researchers state, quote, a seminarian at Union Theological Seminary, Horton encountered the ideas of Christian socialism and Marx, other equally serious southerners, the Danish folk school high school movement, and doctor Harry F. Ward's unremitting cause for ethical service and labor. Horton returned to Tennessee dedicated to teach a social gospel, blending these influences. With other Southerners, including Don West, James A. Dombrowski, and John Tomlinson, he founded Highlander Folk School in 1932 at Montague, Tennessee. His propelling impulse was a mixture of Christ's teachings with socialist theories. Don West himself was a pro-communist poet and a so-called Christian minister. Also, because of Dr. Harry F. Ward at Union Theological Seminary in New York and the social turbulence of 1920s, Dombrowski became an organizer, <clears throat> We Shall Overcome The book, Marcus Minstrels, gives a little more information about the school. Quote, Highlander Folk School was organized by Don West and Miles Horton. West was identified under oath as having been a district director of the Communist Party in North Carolina. Miles Horton was identified by John P. Fry, president of the Metal Trades Department of the AFL as one of the persons who attended a secret convention in North Carolina, at which time plans were made for spreading the revolutionary theories throughout the South. When asked to become a member of the Communist Party, Horton replied, I am doing you just as much good now as I would as if I were a member of the Communist Party. Quote, also closely associated with West and Horton was Dr. James Drombowski, a prodigy of identified communist Dr. Harry F. Ward, and himself identified as, as having been a high-ranking member of the Communist Party, unquote. James Drombowski was included in the Highlander Board of Directors and then head of the Southern Convention. Conference Educational Fund, a communist outfit based in New Orleans. Significant also is the fact that all three, West, Horton, and Dromboski, was graduates of Union Theological Seminary, in New York, and disciples of Harry F. Ward. Also of interest is the fact that the counsel for Dr. Drumbowski, when when he appeared before the Senate Internal Security Subcommittee, Benjamin F. Smith, a member of the Subversive National Lawyers Guild, and at present registered under the Foreign Agents Registration Act as an agent for Edel Castro. Quote. In Encyclopedia of the American Left, we find, quote, toward the end of 1934 and in the early part of 1935, Birmingham Communists drew up united front agreement with a handful of southern socialists, most of whom were affiliated with the Highlander Folk School and were openly supportive of the left wing Revolutionary Policy Committee within the Socialist Party. Although most state socialist leaders denounced the agreement, a good portion of rank-and-file socialists joined the Communist Party soon afterward." Unquote. The civil rights movement's song, We Shall Overcome, was popularized at Highlander. Miles Horton explains. Quote, We Shall Overcome was just one of many songs that were brought to Highlander. It came from Charleston, South Carolina, where the American tobacco workers were on strike. Like a lot of people, they made up songs based on their hymns, and they brought to Highlander a pretty rough-hewn song they made up. With my wife, Zilpha's encouragement that song grew. It had something to it. People just kept singing it. When Martin Luther King Jr. heard it, he said this has got to be the hymn of the civil rights movement. Zilpha collected such songs and put out music that spread all over the south and were used during the civil rights movement and the labor period, unquote. One researcher Claims that Zilpha Horton was even more pro communist than her husband. What is interesting is that Fidel Castro's official slogan for the communist regime in Cuba is precisely Vinsormiri, i.e., We Shall Overcome. Fidel Castro closes every public speech with Tria o Mortiri Vinsorminos, <laughs> Fatherland or Death, We Shall Overcome. And his captive mobs dutifully chant ben ceremonies. How oh, crazy. Martin Luther King, Jr., Rosa Parks, and others held workshops at the Highlander Folk School, H.F.S. Quote, the Augusta, Georgia Courier of July 8, 1963, printed a picture of Mr. King at the Highlander Folk School in Montague, Tennessee during the Labor Day. of 1957 this school had an intriguing history after king visited there the school was closed by the tennessee legislator in 1960 after having conducted hearings into its true nature the school was cited as a meeting place for known communists and fellow travelers as a communist training school Shown in the photograph sitting adjacent to King are Abner Berry, a correspondent for the Communist Party newspaper, The Daily Worker, Aubrey Williams, identified as the member of the CPUSA, Communist Party USA, and president of Southern Conference Educational Fund, a communist organization, Miles Horton. Paul Crouch, who had been district organizer for the state of Tennessee, for the communist party described in his testimony the uses of the h f s for the party as they were developed in a conference that included himself horton and Dombrowski. the purpose of the conference was to work out a plan by which the daily worker would be purchased by the school They would be made accessible to the students. Everywhere possible, the instructors should refer to the daily worker, to news that had come in to encourage the students to read it. And it was agreed the Communist Party should have a student, a leader, sent there as a student whose job it would be to look around for prospective recruits. And Mildred White, now in Washington, D.C., was selected to attend the Highlander Folk School the proposed of recruiting for the Communist Party and carrying the Communist Party line among the student body there. Two, Martin Luther King Jr. was listed as a sponsor of the Highlander Center on its letterhead. Even though Miles Horton died on January 19, 1990, the Center's new director was John Gaventa, a Rhodes Scholar. He said, the issues change, but the philosophy remains the same. the Rock, Rockefeller Foundation is one of the supporters of the Highlander Research and Education Center. Unquote. Closely connected to Highlander was an organization called the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, SCLC, which King headed. The Joint Legislative Committee on Un-American Activities reported that, at his Southern Christian Leadership Conference was substantially under control of Communist Party through the influence of the Southern Conference Educational Fund and the communists who manage it. King had connections with over 60 Communist Front organizations. Nine of his closest aides were high-ranking communist activists, and one of those later became an aide to Reverend Jesse Jackson, Stanley, Levison, who had been a King advisor since 1956, had been involved in the Communist Party up to 1955 and brought other non-communists onto King's staff. Leftist influences, however, had been present in King's movement from its very genesis. Rosa Parks, the woman whose refusal to move to the back of the bus, set off the Montgomery boycott. Had previously attended training classes at the Radical Highlander Folk School and a major boycott organization, E.D. Nixon, had been a lifelong associate of A. Philip Randolph, SCLC, would have continuing contacts with Highlander, who have left support groups such as the Southern Conference Educational Fund. Any Local campaign was likely to include radical veterans of battles in which the Communist Party played a major role. I'm going to end that there. We will pick it up later in part four. That's a mouthful. That's a lot. As always, go before the Lord in prayer. Ask him for wisdom. Ask him to give you discernment. To give you the ability and the understanding to do this research for yourselves. Remember, we live in a day and age that you know the internet is vast, but they're changing history. Yes, they are. So you need to ask the Father to send you to the appropriate sites. Will give you the truth instead of lies that they are dishing out. You need to know the truth. Stand with the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the truth, brothers and sisters, and He will not deceive you. Oh, no. Let God be true and every man a liar because men are liars. I love you also very, very much. Keep your eyes on Jesus, your nose in the book, which is the Word of God. Embed the Word of God upon the tablets of your heart so you will not sin against God or be deceived. I love you all so very, very much.